All right. Let's start the show. And what it is, what it do, how we doing, how are you? How's it going? It's another episode of the Puro Caballero Show coming to you live and direct on Twitch right now. Give me a follow at Puro Caballero if you're following this on YouTube, if you're listening uh, via audio, as I'll, I'll probably upload this tomorrow. It is April 11th. It has been a few weeks, maybe a month. No, it's been a month. It's been, a, it's been over a month since I last checked in with you. How are you doing? How's it going? Hope you've been well. I'm doing good. <laughs> And yeah, we off and running. This is episode number 106, and I've been kind of lazy and busy. <laughs> Normal shit. Uh, yeah, I had a lot of opportunities to do this podcast, but for some reason or another, I keep putting it off. So I'm not going to do that any longer. We're getting right down to it. Um, what the fuck is up? What's new? Um <laughs> Should we talk about it? Should we get right into it? Should we get into the slap heard around the world? Uh, <laughs> let's see. I got the fucking track. Let me let me pull this up. All right. Added. <laughs> Should we talk about it? Should we talk about it? <laughs> Goodness gracious. What the fuck was going on? At the fucking Emmys, <laughs> Oscars, Grammys. I don't even know what the fuck it was. There have been a lot of award shows that I really don't care about that have been happening. But uh, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the slap her around the world. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? How we doing? How we doing? Hope you're having a good night. Um, yeah. What the fuck was Will Smith doing? <laughs> Holy shit. Uh assaulted a man on live television and that shit did not look real to me the first time i saw that shit <laughs> that shit was pretty wild um over an innocuous ass joke um i've talked about it a lot in my personal life but i gotta put this shit on wax like that shit was fucking ridiculous you <laughs> to act out in that manner um listen i understand emotions getting the best of you but there's a million other ways that you could possibly do that shit so like part of me is just like what the fuck like there's, <laughs> there's so many other ways you can handle that shit. If you're really upset with the man, go talk to him backstage and handle it that way. Um, also, it's a, a fucking... He's a comedian who got hired to go perform and do little jokey jokes. And that's, like, not even, like, a harsh joke. Like, <laughs> the comics that have been coming out and trying to, like, roast Will Smith have been, like, ferocious. There have been some nasty mean roast jokes that have been happening i don't know if y'all been tuning in and paying attention but uh holy shit i know tom segura went in i know oh my god andrew schultz went in on his podcast he did a three minute intro of just like flaming jada and <laughs> fucking will and the whole family that shit was pretty wild um yeah that shit it it felt like a PR stunt. It did feel like that shit was just like drawn up and just like, how can we get people more excited about this shit? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was just like there's there's levels to how crazy and wild that shit was. But the worst thing is, if you want to keep your wife's name 
out of the public eye and having people not stop talking about her. The worst thing you could do is slap a comic because now every single fucking comic on the planet has has a joke or has at least thought of a joke or has just decided everybody else is going to talk about it. Like there's going to be there's everybody, dude. And then Chris Rock himself is going to probably have a good section <laughs> of material on that shit coming up at some point. I know he's been selling out all his shows since this happened. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> that dude's uh, already got deep enough pockets. But, like, goddamn. That dude, uh, the tickets were, like, $300 for his last show or something like that. It's wild. I know he wasn't addressing it and talking about it on stage yet. So, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what the hell happens there. But, uh, man, this fool went full Hancock on his ass, man. <laughs> she was out of left field. Uh yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Tony Rock though. Tony V Tony V trying to flame him coming at Will Smith. Oh man. <laughs> That's some stupid, stupid, stupid jokes about the situation. What'd I say? Uh people are trying to explain the reason why Will acted out in such a manner. Um uh, some people say he's a part of Scientology. Other people say he's uh might be a, a closeted gay man and to me i say what's the difference in hollywood <laughs> i mean hey <laughs> look at the list there's a there's quite a few there um <laughs> i'm an idiot i'm a fucking idiot but um damn that shit was wild are we talking about oscar so white for so long now they're saying oscar too black i'm like come on come on come on <laughs> It's too much. It's too much. I had a joke. I was just like, man, what if Oscar was too brown? What the fuck? I got a mariachi band playing you on. <laughs> I got a taquero on the side. Cooking tacos and shit. I don't know. Stupid. I'm an idiot. <laughs> got a couple laughs. I told the stupid jokes at uh, the last show that I did. Shout out to Steph Turan. Uh, put on the good show at the Pasadena Comedy this last uh, Saturday. Thank you, everybody who attended. Uh, met some people who uh, were big fans of the show. Um, got a few drinks afterwards. That was fun. Had a good time out there in Pasadena uh, last Saturday. But, um, yeah, what do I got on the horizon since I'm talking about dates? Uh, I got a show next Wednesday. Ooh, yes, yeah. So if you're listening to this, I'm probably going to upload this at some point tomorrow uh, to the audio. It is now April 11th right now. On April 13th, I'm on a show at the Pack Theater. Shout out to Jerry Hernandez for having me on that. It's a storytelling show. It is, what's the name of it? It's like Drugs, Hugs, or Thugs, I think <laughs> is the name of it. Crazy. Um, Hold on, I got it in here somewhere. Drugs, Hugs, and Thugs. Yep, that's the name of the show, a storyteller uh, show. So. Come on out. Shows uh it's a late one. It's at ten PM. But uh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a fun ass time. Uh myself, Ernesto Ledesma, and uh one other comic I tagged him today. Uh it is Brent Taylor. Shout out to Brent. Um who I will be meeting at the show. So yeah, we'll shout out to Jerry. Uh, as well, Jerry Hernandez, very hilarious. Book them if you got spots available, if you're a producer booking shows. Very funny homie of mine. 
Um, but yeah, that is my next show. That'll be on Wednesday the 13th. Show's at 10 p.m. Uh, link is in my bio. I've posted the link on my Instagram. Go there, at Puro Caballero, same as you see down here below. So uh, yeah, definitely do that. Uh, besides that, I have another show in Long Beach coming up on April the 21st. So come on out for that. I'll be posting the link at some point later. I uh, don't have the Eventbrite quite yet. But we'll get that on and popping. And besides that, oh, I got a show on the 29th as well. Come on out to that at the Hollywood Comedy. That show is at 7 p.m. I will be posting more info as we get closer to, the, to that date. But, uh, yeah, besides that, what else I got on my calendar? Oh, yeah, my birthday coming up. Uh, Taurus gang, what's happening? Let's go. Let's go, baby. Um, so, yeah birthday's on the 24th i think i'm gonna try to throw a little get together maybe on the 30th maybe the 7th i gotta figure it out i gotta figure it out but um yeah oh i finally get to see freddie gibbs in concert that shit's gonna be fun that will be a week from today week from tonight next monday definitely not gonna miss that shit um yeah, I have to say we will be uh, having our Ty Angel show on hiatus. We'll be taking a week off, um, and we'll be coming back on May 3rd. So, yeah. Uh, our last show, oh, super fun, super fun show uh, last Tuesday. Um, yeah, come on out, though. Uh, very hilarious comics. Um, who else do we have? Who do we have? Look at my damn lineup. Uh, Mike Kim, Elliot Mack, B. Gutierrez, Paul Valdez Rodriguez in town from New York City, and Mikey McKernan close out the show. The one, the only. Um, shout out to the homie VJ, a.k.a. DJ Supreme Kai, holding it down, um, helping me co-produce that show as well. And I think we're like on eight months now being at that venue. Nine months. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Ty Angel Bar. Shout out to everybody. Give us a follow at Out of Breath Productions. We post all the Instagram, uh, all the flyers up on that Instagram. My apologies. It's been a long day for me. Uh, it's been a long Monday. It's been a long, it's been a long week. Um, let me see. What you called it? Uh, yeah. What were we talking about? We were talking about the Chris Rock shit. That was some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. People thinking they can stop comic set. That is, that shit is not fucking cool. All these fucking uh It wasn't the first incident that this shit has happened where like comics have gotten into it with people they've intact like people with the crowd and shit like that. Like I don't know. People just don't know how to act. They don't know if they're upset with it, they don't know the proper way to like not derail a whole damn show. <laughs> Cause yeah. That shit is wild. You saw for has uh, like a split second that Chris Rock really wanted to roast him and decided not to. He was just like, "It's not my show. It's not my place. Like, can't do that. Got to be professional." So I think out of anything, he probably handled it like the, the classiest. But like, you gotta like try to move a little bit though. <laughs> like, uh oh! Like as soon as he gets up close, oh man! <laughs> oh shit! Crazy, crazy. Uh, but yes. 
comedy game is pretty wild right now. So like that whole sh- scenario, shenanigans happen. Um, and then Ti, I don't know if y'all seen what Ti's been doing. Uh, so yeah, sad to see that uh, a, uh, somebody's using their celebrity to like abuse um, kind of the the unwritten rules of like doing stand up on a show, especially one that you, it's like not your show, it's one that you're like kind of jumping in on. So uh, yeah, Ti got into a couple incidents. Uh, recently, one of them I think was at the comedy store, and another one was at like an open mic out in Atlanta. So, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Uh, he's been popping in and out for like the last month or so at uh, some different comedy venues, like trying to do stand up. Which it's like, all right, if you want to get us, give it a try, go for it, like whatever. Like I don't, I don't begrudge people for trying to get into it, but if you're gonna do it, like try to be respectful and like know the rules, or like if you if you don't know what's going on like don't be an ass about it and just like all right just learn from it shit crazy crazy so like at one point he was supposed to do like a five minute like drop-in set on us i think in the comedy store so somewhere somewhere in la i remember and uh they had a comic who had to like go get him because he went 20 minutes over his set <laughs> so yeah like that's crazy. So you're fucking up the rest of the lineup and you're screwing over all the other comics and yeah, you're hogging up all the stage time when, I mean, if that's what you're booked to do, then by all means go do it. But like, that's not what he was asked to do at that, at that point. There's like going over by a little bit and then there's just like really just saying like a fuck you to like everybody and just hogging the mic. So apparently that's what happened. So a comic had to like come out behind him, like, there was a curtain behind him went between the curtains got his attention told him hey man you see how that there's a light back there that means you got to wrap it up when it's flashing you got to get the hell out of here it's been flashing for the last 20 minutes (laughs) and so ti just like completely ignored him was completely an ass about it and just was just like man that's some bullshit like man like fuck 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 your light, man. I'm I'm a star. This is the only light you motherfuckers need or some shit like that. He said some bullshit like that. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, man, this fool. God damn. That shit is wild. Like, that's sad to see. That sucks. That sucks. And then the other video that I saw, I think uh I think I saw Ernesto post this shit on Facebook. Um That shit was crazy. That shit was fucking wild. It was uh him at an open mic. The video starts apparently after he had gotten off his set and like the host of this this mic apparently had gotten into it with him before so she goes up and she starts like trying to talking her shit trying to like roast him or whatever and he's like not having it in the crowd yelling and interrupting and heckling back granted after the time that he had apparently been allotted to go do a set i don't know i don't know i wasn't there but the video starts and He's getting into it in the crowd with this comic, this uh, female comic. And she's on stage, and she's still talking to shit. He comes up on stage and is, like, trying to talk to her, comes up to her, like, gives her, like, an embrace, like he's giving her a hug. Eventually, like, gives her a hug for about, like, two or three seconds, and then 
comes up and snatches the mic away from her. And then goes up and proceeds to keep talking shit. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Like, that shit is wild. So, yeah, he's up here snatching mics from from uh, from women on stage. Like, what the fuck? Like, I feel like that was pretty unnecessary. I don't know. I wasn't there at the time, so I can't, I can't 100% say what was preceded that or whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that video in itself looked pretty crazy. So, like, I will say that I don't know 100% of that context, but, like, come on, T.I., like, you fucking, that's, like, a couple strikes against you, man. And I've already heard, like, I had some, I heard some people who have been running shows around L.A. and Hollywood that have had them on it and shit like that, and they're just like, yeah, man, this guy basically flies his jet to go do an open mic. <laughs> Wherever the fuck uh, his friends are in the comedy game and shit. Because, um... Yeah, apparently he's been, like, dropping in on a lot of different shows, but hasn't been, I guess, announced on any lineup, per se. So, like, I don't know. I don't know. The homies who do know him, like, the com- the people in the comedy game, like, they're his homies, like, they got to, like, put him on game and let him know, like, hey, bro, like, what the fuck you doing, man? So, it's comics. We got to stand up for our art, man. Like, we got to fucking do this shit correctly, man. I don't know. I don't know. That shit was pretty crazy. Um, yeah. Wild shit. Wild shit. Maybe it was, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Feeling himself. Feeling himself. He just goes up and apparently was just telling stories. Just wild party stories. How he's balling out and shit. Man, giant vlog. Um. Yeah, comedy's game's crazy. Comedy game is crazy. It'd be wild sometimes, man. Never know what's gonna happen. Um, what else is going on? Fucking war, war with Ukraine <laughs> in Russia. Do we talk about it? Do I need to talk about it? Do I have I read anything recently? Not much. <laughs> no. Um, couple headlines. I was reading that that uh, all the international and American brands are just like pulled out of Russia, so that a lot of the middle to like upper class people are like were buying everything and sweeping everything up because they know that they're not gonna have access to that shit as easily for years to come, possibly decades to come. <laughs> That's how shit was at the uh, in the Soviet Union when they had a bunch of trade embargoes and shit amongst the. Uh, most of the other nations in the world, I guess, what is it, the Allied, Allied Forces, I guess? I don't, I don't know. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. What am I doing? What am I, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? But yeah. Apparently a lot of people are not having, there's lack of info. Everything's Kremlin controlled. Uh, Yeah, a lot of trade embargoes going on right now. A lot of sanctions, I should say. Not trade embargo. What the fuck? It's late and I'm high and I'm tired and we're doing this. We're fucking doing it. It's live. Um, yeah, so a lot of sanctions going on. So apparently they had $640 billion in uh, their war chest, but they can't access half of it. So like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's, uh, that'll, uh, that'll change your plans quickly. I know that there was a lot of uh, interest in like all the oligarchs 
Roman Abramovich, the former ch- owner of Chelsea, I guess, current owner of Chelsea, I, still in the process of selling the team. Uh, he's uh, was apparently poisoned a few weeks ago. That shit was wild. It was another peace negotiator with Ukraine. I was also poisoned, apparently. So, I don't know. I don't know. who. Where would the motivation be? Like, from the heads of Russia? Would they want to get them out of there? Probably. They know too much. That would, that would be the, 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 the logic. Or at least that's about the oligarchs. Like, if you're going to take out an oligarch, it's like, it's only if, like, they have something against you and could hurt you strategically in some way. It's like they've kind of empowered these people. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. I don't. Do I know what's going on? No. <laughs> Am I just fucking rap yapping? You definitely believe it. Um. Let's see what else going on. Shout out to Katanya Brown Jackson, first black woman ever. To be like this before that just happened recently. Um, let's see. Oh, Juicy Smollett. <laughs> that that whole situation. He got sentenced to 150 days in jail for staging that hate crime. That shit was fucking wild. Still to this day, to this day, he's remaining um, adamant that he didn't stage it. But like, come on, bro. Come on. What are you doing, man? Are you trying not to work? Ever again, like, <laughs> oh man, uh, you walked into the police station with the noose still around you. Why, <laughs> like, you were playing the part, bro. Like, come on, come on, juicy, come on, man. Wait, crazy shit, crazy shit. Um, let's see here. Amanda Bynes, her conservatorship was terminated after eight years. Apparently, the parents also agreed to the court ruling. Finances are still held in a trust. The reason she was on the conservatorship to begin with is because she had a string of DUIs. She started a fire in Thousand Oaks. And she was using hard drugs, apparently. Uh, She also spent $1.2 million over a few-month period. I think this was back in... Wait, 2013, 2012, somewhere around there. And now she's apparently currently 14 months over, 15 months over now. So good for you, Amanda Bynes. Congratulations. Um, I thought it was funny that her conservatorship got way less publicity than Britney Spears's. So that just goes to show you, you got to you gotta pump out them hits before people give a shit about your personal well-being <laughs> so apparently Amanda Bynes didn't have enough uh classics on the Nickelodeon network so I don't know I was a fan <laughs> but that just goes to show you man this like entertainment business does like trip people out and like the hit rate on young stars who end up having problems down the line <laughs> in their daily lives is uh Pretty high, I would say. That's a pretty high shooting percentage. It's a nice batting average. You might make the Hall of Fame there. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty wild. Um, spring in the dancing lobsters. Um, 
<laughs> that show was pretty dope. I remember that shit. Um, mean to please. So yeah, shout out to her. No, no conservatorship. Uh, what else going on? Kanye been acting like Kanye, doing his Kanye shit. He was banned from Instagram for attacking Trevor Noah. His performance at the Grammys was canceled. He backed out of Coachella, which is happening this weekend and next weekend, which it's like, holy shit. Apparently, he lost, I think, $4 million that he was due to earn for performing there. So, so yeah. Uh, Of course, he's not... (laughs) <laughs> light on money at at the moment. I think he's doing okay in this pocketbook. But uh yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's a pretty big uh big headlining gig that he's stepped away from last minute too. So the the replacement is apparently the weekend and Swedish House Mafia. So they're going to take his spot at the uh, the main stage closing it out, so yeah, see how that goes. Um, not gonna go this year, but uh, yeah, I hope everybody has a good time. So, next year, maybe I don't know, ever again. I don't, I don't know. Should I try some other shit? Probably, <laughs> yeah. Tell me what to do. I should go to South, South by Southwest, do some Bonnaroo shit. What, Lala, hit up Lala, hit the Midwest. Um, do Ultra at some point. Never been to EDC. There's a lot of them out there I haven't been to. There's a lot of shit. But yeah, Kanye be doing his Kanye shit. Um, but speaking of Kanye, we all know who he's currently in a feud with. His uh, his arch nemesis, Pete Davidson. He was supposed to go to outer space a couple weeks ago on one of those Blue Origin flights. But apparently the flight got rescheduled and he couldn't make it. So he's, uh, yeah, just another being here on earth with the the rest of us so <laughs> people are saying he's like really trying to find a way to get away from Kanye oh man <laughs> that shit was wild he was fucking texting yay while in bed with his wife <laughs> or his ex-wife that's just crazy <laughs> Put that as a win for the comics. I don't, I don't know. We'll claim him. We'll claim it. Fuck it. Fuck it, bro. Uh, he's a pothead. Why not? Say whatever. About his comedy. <laughs> he got some funny shit. I don't mind him. Some people really don't like him, though. It's just, uh, I don't know if anybody I know that it's like a super fan of his, but there's some people who are like, whatever. Like, I guess myself. And then there's people who just, like, really don't like him. So <laughs> I'm like, all right. Let him do him. Let him do his thing, man. Uh, What else happening? Let's see. Talk about sports, man. Like, fucking fill the rest of this goddamn podcast. Half an hour into this shit. Um, I don't know what else fucking we want to say. What do you, you want to hear from me? <laughs> uh, UFC 273 just happened. That shit was pretty crazy. Was not able to watch most of it due to the fact that I was performing on Saturday night, but we watched a little bit of the replay. Um, Shout out to the homie David Chow, who was in town visiting. 
and uh, we put it on, and yeah, this, those fights were pretty wild. The Hamzat Shemaev Gilbert Burns fight was pretty fucking wild, considering how back and forth it was getting. Um, yeah, Hamzat is human. It's he's human, but uh, still very impressive performance nonetheless for him to be able to get through that second round because. Burns was putting it on him, so he really had to dig deep to win the third. So congratulations to him. He will be moving up in in the rankings. I think he was ranked 11th. Burns was ranked number two. So I don't know if he'll get all the way up to that high, but he'll more than likely be top five at this point. He's going to jump up the rankings. He's been flying up there. Um, so, yeah, he's a scary dude that nobody really wants to face right now. So we'll we'll see. We'll see what he uh we ends up getting matched up with next. I'm trying to get to that belt quick, man. They've just been throwing them at the uh, on the dogs, man. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Other fights that happen: Alexander Volkanovsky getting the victory against the Korean Zombie. Um, was this Chung? Chung. <laughs> uh, fuck, man. That was a pretty dominant performance. He was uh very efficient with the striking. He was doing an amazing job with his uh with his boxing and his kickboxing. And it seemed like he was more active and more aggressive in the fight and was putting it on Korean Zombie, man. Like he did a hell of a job. That was uh one of the title fights, so He's now defended the belt, what, four times, three times? I think he has, like, the record now at, like, 145. So, apparently, he's been uh, – I don't know. Or what was I going to say? No, I'm fucking, I'm fucking up. <laughs> I'm thinking of the other fight. The Aljamain Sterling-Piotr-Yan fight. That's the one that I was thinking of. So, yeah, Aljamain Sterling, I think, is calling out Henry Cejudo now. Trying to get him to come out of retirement. So, Cejudo apparently submitted himself back into the USADA testing pool. So, now he might come back. So, that might be an exciting wrinkle. Apparently, he wants to get another belt at 145. So, kudos to him. We'll see if he could do it. He's trying to be champ, at former champ at 125, 135, and 145. That would be pretty crazy. I know he said he wanted to do it. Wait, is it? No, Sterling, I think is 135. Excuse me. 145 is Volkanovski. So I think Cejudo wants to fight him. I'm fucking up. Um, wait, I got it right here. I got the story right here. Bring it right up. Yeah, so he's re-entered the, the pool. Hmm. Oh, I guess we don't know. I guess he might fight both. I know Sterling called him out afterwards. <laughs> oh, maybe he wants to win the 135 and then move up. I think that's what uh, <coughs> what his uh, manager looked like. That's what he mentioned. <coughs> Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. Oh, I know uh, 
Sterling was talking shit to TJ Dillashaw. God. What is going on? This is, <laughs> this is amazing. Amazing podcast going on right here. So, yeah. UFC act. I need to fucking drink some of this water. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. It's the show. Is it a good one? I don't know. <laughs> it's fucking up to you. God damn it. What else happening? Uh, Jake Paul continue to talk shit. Um, Logan Paul showed up to WrestleMania. Apparently he had a really good performance. I saw a couple clips. Uh, Jake Paul have been talking shit to Dana White in the UFC. They've been going back and forth. A couple weeks ago he says he's open to signing a one-fight UFC deal to face <laughs> someone like McGregor or Masvidal. Which Dana White says is never going to happen because those dudes are, like, way too big. Or he's way too big for both of them. I think Paul goes around, like, 185, 190. So, like, yeah. That's, like, at least 20 to 30 pounds <laughs> on McGregor. And then uh, Masvidal, tw- about 20-ish. But, like, Masvidal gives it big, too, though. So, might not be the worst matchup for him. But... He says if he wins, he wants Dana to increase the fighter pay to 50% of the revenue, which is up from around 18 to 20% where they're at now, and agree to provide full health care. But if he loses, he would donate his purse to fighters making less than 50 k per fight and never mention the UFC again. He uh, said that uh, he wants McGregor or Masvidal, wants to be paid like CM Punk or Brock Lesnar were. Dana says he's too big to fight McGregor, et cetera, et cetera. CM Punk got one million to come into the UFC and fight. Brock Lesnar got two point five. Now, the first one I'd say was completely, complete sideshow. Like, what the fuck was going on? They tried to give him the easiest task, and he just did not look good in the. In the octagon, that was a pretty pitiful performance to the point where he was fighting like some photographer who was just like a fighter on the side who was fucking around with him during the fight. He couldn't beat that guy. Like, come on, come on. But Brock Lesnar, the Brock Lesnar era was pretty dope in the UFC. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like, seeing that dude that huge, just like manhandle the people and wrestle with. Oh, my God. Because, like, he was a legit, he had legit wrestling skills, D1 wrestling skills, heavyweight, champion, wrestling skills. So that shit was fucking wild. That dude was ginormous. Dude was a cheat code, man. Used to fight with him in, like, the UFC video game. You're like, what the fuck? (laughs) Holy shit. But, yeah, anyway, Jake Paul wants that kind of money. We'll see what happens. UFC's notoriously been like pretty stingy with the pocketbooks in terms of uh um purses for for main events or for for certain certain fighters. Uh once they become champion then they just start like trying to renegotiate shit, but uh they're not willing to make superstars in the same cut of like Conor McGregor. Now Granted, he was. I feel like he was very much lightning in a bottle, considering everything that happened and how he came up, and uh, his like aura and legacy before all the like shit show of his uh, 
personal life started to creep in and uh some of his downfalls in the ring in the octagon too so yeah i mean you caught him like a little bit lightning the bottle there but anyway they've been stingy they don't want to pay people um but it did come out recently that they are going to be having a little bit of an increase for fighters. There's a little bit more of an incentive now. Now there's there's going to be uh, apparently a fan vote to decide which fighter wins Bitcoin. They're going to have bonuses via Bitcoin. And that's coming via Crypto.com, which is their official cryptocurrency sponsor. So once again, it's probably not coming out of their pocket <laughs> more than likely. Uh, but yeah, based on a fan vote, there will have prizes of thirty thousand, twenty thousand, and ten thousand for three fighters each pay per view event. So, is that a lot of money in general? Yeah. Is that probably not a lot of money for the UFC to fork over per pay per view? I'd say so. I don't know. Like, <laughs> considering the the amount of bank that some other fighters and other sports get, and then just professional athletes in general and the amount of revenue that the UFC is turning in right now. It's like, Ooh boy. I understand like the fighters deserve some, some increase, man, especially because they haven't really, they haven't upped the pay in a while, in a long time. So, so yeah, I have a feeling that yeah, crypto.com is like fronting a lot of this money because for them, it's probably pennies to get their name out there. And, uh, do to to be doing business for the UFC, Crypto.com has been like blowing up for their sponsorship dollars recently. I mean, they bought out Staples Center, ex Staples Center, so they like it's the Crypto.com arena, which they don't even have a fucking permanent sign on the building right now. It's just like a little ass sign on like the entrances. So it's nondescript downtown Los Angeles arena that houses the Lakers and Clippers and Kings. That's what it is right now. Like, fucking crypt, crypto.com. Well, Lakers no more because they're out of the playoffs. But uh, maybe the Clippers. Who knows? Who knows? I think they made the play-in game. Did they make the play-in game? I got to check. I got to fucking check. Um, let me see. What other UFC news? Uh, you want to and Jake Chicks finally coming back. She's rematching with uh, uh, Wang, uh, Zhang Wei Li at UFC 275. That'll be fucking dope. I think that's coming up in a couple months. So, uh, man, the last time those two girls fought was fucking epic. Yo, that was, like, one of the most epic UFC fights, regardless of gender, like, I've ever seen. That shit was insane. Intense. <laughs> they were going at it the whole five rounds. That shit was wild. So, yeah, they're going to have a rematch. They're going to run it back. That is something to look out for, for sure, for sure. Um... So, yeah, we're talking about one fighter returning. Now we're going to talk about one fighter leaving. So, unfortunately, uh, bad news for Greg Hardy. UFC has released him from his contract. Um, he's on the heels of a losing streak. I think he lost three in a row, two in a row, something, something like that. And the guy who had a checkered pass to begin with. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, we'll see if Greg Hardy decides to keep continuing on with his uh, MMA career or if he decides to... Uh, try to do some other athletic endeavors i'm not sure at this point can you change over again i don't know i don't know or should you just retire move on try to do something else at that point i don't know how much he made in mma but he was a big uh 
big name considering he was a former All-Pro defensive end in uh, the NFL. Got into some legal trouble for doing some wild shit. So uh, I'll let you guys do some Googling. But uh, yeah, man. Man acted kind of wild back in the day. Um, so yeah, we'll see, what, we'll see what happens there. Um, so that's one fighter leaving. Let's talk about another fighter possibly trying to leave. Nate Diaz was saying that he was trying to get onto the Bellator card that was happening in, on April 23rd in Hawaii alongside Yancey Medeiros. He was uh, talking crap to the UFC saying like, hey man, like hurry up and give me a fight. So, uh, I want to fight on this one. Let me go. Let me, you know, Go ahead and release me. But Dana White's not going to do that shit. <laughs> not at all. So, so Nate's got one more fight on his contract and I, I think Dana's kind of posturing to kind of get Nate to kind of agree to a deal that is going to be under fair value. Which is what he's done before. So by not scheduling a fight for him in the interim, he's like pushing that date back for how, long, how much control he has over where the next fight takes place. So there is not going to be a chance in hell that Nate fights on that, that card in Bellator. But that would have been dope. So we'll see. We'll see where he goes for his career because I think that last fight probably will happen at some point. It might take some time. I know he's tried to talk about fighting Poirier or I don't even know who else. Um, I know Poirier said he was down too, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I wish all the best for Nate, man. That dude had earned... UFC a lot of money and uh, earned himself some pretty paychecks too, but like he deserves to get paid too, man. I want I want to see that dude get his money, get his money, man. Um, the hometown hero, man. Shout out to two hundred nine Stockton. What's up? What's up? What's up? Um, speaking of hometown heroes, Kevin Holland, man. This dude's a fucking ridiculous G out in Houston, <laughs> man. So apparently he took down. A gunman at the a raw sushi. Wow, spelled sushi horribly. Um, <laughs> out in Houston, this was the second time he's helped apprehend a suspect in the last six months. So this dude's out here being like fucking Batman or some shit, man, taking out people. A shooter though, there was a gunman in a restaurant, man. That fucking that takes some balls to go run at a gunman. That is fucking crazy. So yes. I guess right person, right time. I don't know. <laughs> right person at the wrong time for that. For the, for the fuck shooting up a sushi spot. Goddamn. Um, yeah, a lot of crazy action outside the cage. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw what happened with Jorge Masvidal and Colby Covington, but the bad blood did not end inside the octagon with these two. Uh Masvidal now faces two charges after he allegedly had an altercation at a Miami Beach restaurant on March the 23rd. He allegedly punched him in the face and caused a fractured tooth and wrist abrasion to Colby, which in the grand scheme of things probably isn't that bad, but he probably beat his ass pretty <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Apparently, he had uh, they jumped him. I don't, is, was there footage of this? I think there's footage that came out. I don't, I don't want to. I don't, I don't, we ain't got time. We ain't got time. We're moving on. 
Oh, yeah, Conor McGregor also got arrested. He was charged with dangerous driving in Ireland on the day prior, March 22nd, man. That's a crazy-ass fucking weekend. Uh, he was later released on bail but could face a maximum punishment of 5.5 thousand and or six months. Uh, and he now faces six charges related to the driving arrest. So, Connor, man, getting into that legal trouble. What the fuck? Keep it together, bro. Made all that buku bucks selling that uh, proper 12, though, man. I'll give him props there, man. Wow. Yeah, I think the UFC doesn't want to, like, give opportunities to their fighters to <laughs> to blow up like that, man. It's fucking crazy. But uh, I think Dana wants all the money. I don't know. I've never been. I think, I think he wants all the money. But <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. Because there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into it. I get it. I get it. Um, Let's see here. Yeah, McGregor was one of the few dudes who was able to cross over and get that boxing money, though. They're not, they don't want to let anybody else do that shit. And there have been talks of other fighters trying to get some matchups going. I know they said that uh, uh, Tyson Fury, Francis Ngannou, that was like kind of a dream matchup. And Bob Arum came out and said that he wanted to book that fight and that he was willing to work with Dana White. How much is that just him talking to the media and just you know, put some stuff out there that is, like, not likely to happen. Because I don't think Dana will be, be willing to do it that way with Francis. Uh, there's been talks about Canelo Alvarez and Kamaru Usman. And I just don't think Usman's got that um, straight boxing acumen, that, like, crazy technique that you need to be able to hang with a guy like Canelo. But who the fuck knows? Like, I, I don't want to hate on him. I, I don't want to hate on Francis. Because uh, that would be crazy if he clipped uh, <laughs> Tyson Fury one time. Just one time, man. Because Tyson, I, man, his legacy is crazy, man. One of the greatest, one of the greatest heavyweights of all time, man. So, yeah, I want to see those guys get paid. So why the fuck not? And I think those would be more exciting matchups than McGregor Mayweather, honestly, like than that was, because I don't know. We kind of knew what was going to happen. At least these fighters are a little bit more action fighters, you know, willing to try to go out and knock somebody out. Got more pop. Floyd was like crazy technical, crazy speed, crazy defensive acumen, but like that later in his career, he was not opening up and being aggressive and whatnot, which is makes for an entertaining fight, but doesn't always make for the smartest decision. So I, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But who knows? Who knows? I know Eddie Hearn was talking about that, the Canelo Usman fight. So yeah, now these boxing promoters are trying to get in on this action. Who knows? Who knows? I think they're seeing that it's just like, ah, just fight these other boxers, but like, we get some crossover stars to come over, then we can really start selling some tickets. So. But more often than not, I think we know what the result is going to be. Like, the professional boxer is doing professional boxing. <laughs> so, the person who's the MMA fighter, they got to know a little bit of everything. So, when they do, when they box in a professional setting, they're at a disadvantage because they don't, just don't have the amount of reps and the amount of hours that these other guys might have. Now, could they be just as talented, just as skilled, or just as powerful? Yeah, definitely. But sometimes when you're at that elite, elite, elite champion level, 
you know, to have the spatial awareness and the ability to read punches and just set up counters and a lot of different things. There's like, you have the proper footwork technique, a lot that goes into it. And so, what we saw with McGregor, what the good thing that Mayweather did is he announced the fight and they made it like two months after they announced it. So they didn't make it, they didn't give him enough time to like really, like six months. Like if he had six month training camp, he might've had a better shot. But it's also like the best guy ever and he would've also gotten more time to train. So like, who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows? It's wild shit. It's crazy. Uh, what else is happening? Um, oh yeah. So this war in Ukraine and Russia, it's affecting the world of, uh, of MMA and, uh, in boxing. So it's affecting the world of mixed martial arts, I guess. I don't know. Yaroslav Amosov was supposed to fight at Bellator 281, but, uh, he is withdrawn. He is still defending his own soil of Ukraine. Um, there will be an interim title bout set in his absence because he was the, the current light heavyweight champion, I believe. Uh, Vasily Lomachenko, he was uh, supposed to schedule uh, a fight with George Combosos in Australia. It was supposed to happen around June 5th. Um, eventually decided he was going to stay in uh, Ukraine. And Combosos is going to pursue a fight with uh, Devin Haney now. So they're going to have a unification fight at that uh, weight class. Was that 130? Yeah, Combosos was the 135. George Combosos was the guy who got, um, uh, what's his name? Lopez. Um, goodness gracious. Why can't I read? Anyway. Uh, Killing me. What did he fight last? Riving stuff, guys. Riving stuff. Oh, Teofimo. Teofimo Lopez. I fucking know it's coming around. Teo Lopez. I'm high. I'm high. So, yeah. That's going down. I think eventually Lomachenko will get back at it. If, uh, God willing, he survives this war man that's fucking wild shit they've been hearing that's going on over there uh let's see yeah they were given permission to leave Vasily Lomachenko and Alexander Usyk um because Usyk was supposed to f have a a fight against Anthony Joshua in the UK which is going to be the rematch and that's uh that's on pause right now so yeah what else going on uh Floyd Mayweather Jr. is coming back. He's supposed to have an exhibition fight in Abu Dhabi on May 14th on a helipad versus some scrub named Don Moore, I guess. I don't I, I hate to say scrub, but like his record's not the most impressive. I'll just say that. Um, there's also going to be Anderson Silva versus Bruno Machado on that card. And Badu Jack is supposed to fight somebody. <laughs> they haven't said who, but somebody. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Arter Bertabeev, uh, versus Joe Smith Jr. That's going to be June 18th in New York. 
for the light heavyweight unification bout at 175. Um, couple boxing matches happened this last weekend. I know Triple Drees uh, got a victory over Ryota Murata in the ninth round. He has now claimed the WBA 160-pound belt. Um, he already had the IBF and the IBOs, and that has now set up a potential fight with Canelo Alvarez. So apparently that's going to now be the third the third fight between them. So they had a uh, tentative agreement that if they both got through their next opponents, they would face each other. So now it is uh, Canelo's turn to hold up his end of the bargain. On May 7th, he'll be fighting uh, Dimitri Bivol, though. So we'll see what, what happens there. Uh, hopefully he gets through Bivol and then can face off with Triple G for a third time. I think, I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. Like, Triple G is, like, on the older end. So, Canelo, I think, did a smart job of, in the first pull-on, waiting until he got a little bit later in his prime, I should say. So, where is he at now? He's looked all right uh, against, uh, he did take some shots, though, against, uh, was this, uh, Murata. If he takes those same kind of shots against Canelo, he's gonna he's gonna suffer some damage. Uh, Murata looked like he was in that fight for the first five rounds, but uh, Triple G was just putting it on him. And then the last few rounds that he was out there, he was just not hanging around, and he was taking some damage. And Triple G was landing uh, some hard shots on him pretty consistently. It got to the point where like he barely got into the through the eighth. And you could tell, like, his, his corner was, like, giving him instructions of, like, a very short leash. Like, if you do, if you, if I'm not seeing enough from you, if you take some more damage, it's going to be it. And that's pretty much what happened. Uh, it got into the ninth round. It got all the way to the very end of the ninth round, the last minute of the, of, of the round. And he was doing a good job of G pressuring Triple G. He actually was trying to get on the offensive and just like pretty much gas out and put it put it all out there. And Triple G got through that barrage and then caught him with a one two. <laughs> it was just so brutal. And but he he was super tough. And uh, eventually eventually he fell. And then at that point that was the first knockdown of the fight, but his corner had seen enough and they threw in the towel. So so yeah, the highlights were pretty dope. <laughs> that fight. I watched that shit this weekend. That was cool. Um Yeah, Ryan Garcia also got a victory uh this weekend. Which was uh I don't know. Uh Emmanuel uh Tago. Yeah, Ryan Garcia got a bunch of tattoos. I don't know. A lot of people are kind of flaming him. I don't know who he should fight next, man. He's just supposed to be the next guy. I don't know. Um, Tago didn't didn't back down. He, I mean, he was super defensive. Didn't throw a lot. Didn't give a lot of opportunities for Ryan Garcia to like sh try to showcase his power, which that's like kind of his biggest uh 
biggest knock on him is he doesn't have like a super strong punchy power and that he kind of just beats you via volume and quickness. So it's kind of what happened. He uses quickness to, to land a lot of jabs. But uh, that Tago guy, he was pretty tough, but like wouldn't go down. So uh, what are you going to do, man? But Garcia got the victory via decision. It was pretty, pretty evident who, who won that one. Who are we going? Who are we going? Man, we got a lot of shit. We're just going to just like f fly through some of these real quick. Um, so, yeah, that's the world of fight. That's the, the fight world. God damn it. I got to stop doing these podcasts on little sleep. <laughs> See, this is the reason why I haven't been doing this shit. All right. This has been popping up in my world. Anyway, keep it moving. Um. Apparently, this F1 race that happened in Saudi Arabia. There was uh, a nearby attack <laughs> on a oil depot about seven miles from the racetrack, and they decided to just say fuck it and <laughs> keep racing. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> fucking wild. Uh, let's see what else is going to happen. Uh, top ranked Ashley Barty announces that her retirement after the Australian Open win. She's only 25 years old. She won the French Open in 2019 and Wimbledon in 2021. So congratulations to, to Ashley on a terrific career. If she ever comes back, then I'm pretty sure the tennis world will accept her. But to, to retire at 25 and to have accomplished everything you've ever wanted, and that's, uh, that's, pretty, that's pretty nice, right? That's, uh, if, uh, if that's what uh, she was set out to do, she pretty much went out and did it. So congrats. Congrats. Um, Let's see. Premier League's heating up. I know the that Liverpool Man City match. That was pretty wild. Saw saw those uh those two teams duel it out. Man. Liverpool is just super deep up top right now. They picked up this guy Luis Diaz and he has been just on a tear since he's came over. They still got Diogo Jota, uh Jota. They got Mohamed Salah. And Sadio Mane, who were both competing in the African Cup for Nations and both trying to get their teams to qualify for the World Cup. Congrats to Mane's uh, Cameroon side. Fortunately, Egypt uh, did not make it to the World Cup this uh, this upcoming uh, this upcoming winter. That's so weird to say. Usually hosted in the summertime, but uh, it is in uh, Qatar. <laughs> Middle of the fucking desert. Or oh, fucking crazy. Crazy. I can't believe they had I can't believe, still can't believe they're gonna do that shit. But um Yeah, congrats Cameroon. They made it. Uh let's see. Senegal. Senegal. Cameroon. Cameroon did make it, but Senegal. Shout out to Senegal. Not just from from there. They got the same color flags. I apologize. I do apologize. Um <laughs> did you did you guys know they had the same color flags? I don't know. Put it on you guys now. <laughs> so Premier League's gonna introduce five substitutions for next season. I think that's a good move. A lot of those dudes get so much wear and tear, and you only give them three subs. It's like you limited the opportunities. Um, that was one of the rule changes I did like that, that happened during the pandemic in the world of uh, football. Um, yeah, all the other major leagues in Europe. We had uh, had adopted five subs, and I think they had, they had adopted in the Champions League. So the, the English managers 
this this year and last year or only kept uh, three because uh, they're traditionalists. I guess they're hard asses. Like better fucking run forever. Um, but yeah, so mm, is what it is. We'll see what happens. Uh, right now, Man City is still leading by one. I want to say they're in the what is it semifinal now in the the Champions League. So it's getting to the nitty gritty. Liverpool's up right now. They got the three one victory over uh, what was it Porto? Benfica. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, uh. All right. Come on, Internet. Do your thing. Yeah, Benfica. Benfica. I was like one of those, one of those Portuguese sides. Yeah, because Diaz was on Porto. I'm figuring it out. All righty. Uh, let's see. What else happened? Uh, we got some rule changes in baseball. Opening day just happened a couple days ago. Some exciting shit already. Um, apparently, Homer Derby could decide the All-Star Game winner if it goes to extras. That's apparently on the table. Uh, both the uh, MLB and the Players Association agreed to expanded rosters. 28 up from 26 through May 1st. There's a new Otani rule that if a pitcher is hitting, he moves to the DH spot after being removed as a pitcher. So he gets to stay in the game. So he doesn't have to, like... Do a double switch and then move him to the outfield or something like that. The return of the Ghost Runner and extras and the nine inning double headers uh, is coming back. So the last couple seasons, the double headers were only seven innings to try to get through the games a little quicker. Um, yeah, the Ghost Runner rule is like kind of controversial, but I guess allows for the runs to happen a lot more often in extra innings. So kind of like get in and get out and get done with it so that's kind of cool um oh there was this new device that pitchers and catchers are going to be able to use that uh will relay signals it'll send a, like a message to like a headset that apparently the pitcher and three other position players can wear so they can like adjust themselves based on what pitch is called so yeah it'd be interesting to see how that gets implemented i'm sure they're gonna it's it's supposed to uh, the idea is to keep it um, the sign stealing to try to make sure that doesn't happen anymore. Similar to the way that uh, in the NFL, they just have like the communication and the headset from the coaches instead of having to like relay it via signals or yell it out from the sideline where it can get intercepted or they can, people can, uh, Pull up the Patriots and just like to start videotaping people, which apparently it was done a lot in the NFL back in the day. There was just a lot of s spying and sneaking uh, going on. So who the fuck? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> there are some stories back in the day of some teams in the 90s doing that shit and even prior to that. But uh, yeah, who the fuck knows? So yeah, and apparently they're trying to uh, speed up the game a little bit too, which is not a bad thing. In baseball, not a bad thing. Um, what else happening? Other MLB news. Uh, sad news. Apparently, the A's are looking like they're moving to Vegas. It's looking more and more likely. I know that there was like a proposed site in Oakland that has been now uh, 
think litigation got brought against it. I think it's now been fighting in the courts because there was uh, people suing against like uh, the environmental impact that the the ballpark would have in the region. So of course the team's gonna use that roadblock as like an excuse to just be like, all right, fuck it, we're just out of here. Vegas wants to hook us up. We're just gonna go to Vegas. So fuck it. So I think that's what's gonna happen. The president uh, came out and said that there's a real chance that they could move. So I mean, the last team in Oakland's gonna move to Vegas. So that that's kind of sad. That 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 part kind of sucks. Growing up, we had there was three teams in Oakland, and now there's there's only one. Might not be one any longer. So that sucks. That sucks, man. Not being able to get a new ballpark. That sucks. Um, let's see what else happening. MLB umpires will use microphones to announce replay review decisions, similar to the way the NFL and the NBA has started to adopt it. So I like the way the NBA has been doing it on the replays. They've uh, will uh speak into the camera that they have there on the scores table and just like explain it so similar to the way that in the NFL ref they uh they kind of look into the camera's direction and get the signal across um but yeah so so they'll have they'll be on the mic a little bit uh let's see here unvaccinated MLB players will be not allowed to play games in Toronto but oddly enough, it doesn't affect the current Blue Jays, uh, but just, uh, but it, it could potentially impact who they add to the team, um, be it like free agents or trades or whatnot. So let's see here. Um, originally, unvaccinated Yankees and Mets players were not going to be allowed to play at home, but that got changed on March the twenty first, twenty fourth, twenty first, twenty fourth. The mayor Eric Adams decided finally to make make the change because like for the longest he was adamant about not giving any exceptions to professional athletes or anybody else um for not being vaccinated and trying to be in the workforce which uh which was weird too because Kyrie like attended a couple home games just in street clothes anyway so it was just like super weird but yeah so so Kyrie was given the green light to play so the last few weeks he's been playing home games um, you can play at home for the rest of the year. Um, but if they ever play Toronto in the playoffs, that would, uh, pose an interesting matchup. Toronto did not draw them or will not draw them in the first round. So, uh, it would take a couple upsets for that matchup to happen. But, um, Toronto is playing the 76ers. They are playing the 76ers and Matisse Thybul is not fully vaccinated. So he will not be able to answer and, uh, and play in Canada. So that's going to have a big impact actually in that matchup. But we'll see we'll see if the Sixers can put it together. I know they got a couple superstars, but Harden hasn't been holding up his end of the bargain recently. So Embiid's been playing at MVP level all season. So hopefully he can get his team uh through a few rounds and uh cuz that dude's just fucking fun to watch, man. That dude is a freaking beast of a player. But yeah, we were talking about baseball. We're talking about baseball. Um, let's see. Let's rip through some of these moves. We got a lot of moves and some football moves. And then uh we'll wrap it up with a little NBA talk. And then that's about it. So let's see if we can get this done. Rapid fire. We're a little over an hour now into this podcast. Um 
Let's see here. Bang. Yankees trade Gary Sanchez, Gio Urshela to the Twins for Josh Donaldson, Isaiah Kainer-Falefa, uh, who was traded to the Twins the day prior from the Rangers. Um, so, yeah, a lot of moves from Minnesota. They also land Carlos Correa on a three-year deal for $105.3 million. So, yeah, they making some moves out there. They also got Chris Archer on a one-year deal, $3.5 million. Could earn up to six in incentives. They also pick up Chris Paddock and Emilio Pagan and a player team to be named later for Taylor Rogers, Brent Roker, and $6.6 million. So picking up another starting pitcher. That is three. That is two starting pitchers and a uh, couple bats. So Twins overhaul on the roster. I know they also picked up Sonny Gray earlier in their offseason. So we'll see what they could do there in that, uh, that central. Let's see. Yankees and Anthony Rizzo agreed to a two-year, $32 million deal. Aaron Judge ended up turning down a seven-year, $213.5 million extension from the Yankees. They were not able to reach uh, an agreement, and it looks like he will more than likely become a free agent at the end of the season, which uh, will be pretty interesting to see how much money he'll get on that open market. Um, another guy from the 209 I want to see get paid, so get your money, dude. Get your money. Um, Yankees traded Luke Vogt to the Padres. The Red Sox and Trevor Story agreed to a six-year, $140 million deal. Um, but it, it was announced that he'll move from shortstop to second base. So we'll see how that goes. Um, there was some concern with him because apparently his splits between how he played in uh, Denver in uh, the, the Rockies uh, versus how he played on the road was a big drastic. So whew, we'll see. We'll see what happens with the the socks, the socks. Uh, the Giants added uh, Carlos Rodon, who's formerly of the White Sox, on a two-year, forty-four million dollar deal. He just had his debut yesterday, day before, uh, recently, and had twelve strikeouts, but unfortunately took an L. I think his team lost two to one, I believe, one to nothing, somewhere around there. Um, yeah, that part sucks. So I think he'll be good. I think Rodon will be good for them. Uh, Carlos Martinez agreed to deal with the Giants. Uh, if he's on the big league roster, it's worth up to $2.5 million. So, yeah, another potential pitcher there. That could be helpful. Uh, they also added left-handed pitcher Matt Boyd on a one-year $5.2 million deal. Expected to be ready by June after he had surgery to repair a uh, torn flexor tendon in his left arm uh, last September. So, yeah, that's a pretty long, pretty long recovery process. So, um, Speedy recovery there, Mr. Boyd. Oh, yeah, the uh, Giants also picked up Jock Peterson on a one-year $6 million deal, formerly of the Doyers, most recently at uh, of the Braves. Helped them win that title last season. Hopefully they can do the same. Um, so with Jock coming in, that uh, was a response to... Um, their marquee made, uh, man that they picked up at the trade deadline from the Cubs last season, Chris Bryant. He was a free agent. He decided to stay in the division. Uh, will not be playing in San Francisco. Be playing at uh, the aforementioned Colorado Rockies. So he's 
uh, signed to them to a seven-year, $182 million deal. So, yeah, man's got paid. So, congrats to Chris Bryant. This is gonna be, it's going to suck not to be able to root for him. It's going to be wearing purple, but get your money, dude. Get your money. Uh, some other moves within the division in the West. Dodgers got Freddie Freeman on a six-year, $162 million deal. That was huge. That was really big. He became expendable because uh, some other moves that they made that we'll get into shortly. But the Dodgers, man, they make another big splash move on a free agent. It's just like every offseason they get a guy. It is. with Yeah. They, they don't let enough be enough. Like they go and get it, bro. They are they they put their money out there. They put that shit on the table, man. I like and that that's pretty commendable, but it's also very annoying being somebody who's roots for the Giants where it's like they're willing to spend but like not all the time and a hundred percent go all in. So they they try to be a little bit more judicious with how they spend their money and try to keep some of their homegrown talent too. So it's like you know, they've they've been willing to spend. They've been willing to go in. They got very criticized giving Barry Zito like a hundred million dollar contract way back in the day. That was, uh, I mean, he got a couple rings. So I mean, can he be mad? Did he perform how we thought he was going to? Maybe not. But like you know, <laughs> should I be counting other people's money? I don't know. Like <laughs> it's like. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Other moves. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, Dodgers brought back uh, Clayton Kershaw also. One year, $17 million deal. Uh, let's see. The White Sox traded Craig Kimbrell to the Dodgers for... Um, uh, what's his name? Pollock? Austin Pollock? Is that Pollock? Uh, Wow, brain, brain fart, like crazy. AJ Pollock, that's what it was. Alan Lorenz, AJ. All right. Yeah, he was a solid player for them. But yeah, Craig Kimbrell, that's that's another big pickup, man, because they uh, they lost Canley Jansen to the Braves. He signed there for a one-year, $16 million contract. So another big uh, big closer goes to L.A. Like I said, man, they really go after him. <laughs> Who do we need to get? All right, let's go get the best option. It doesn't matter what the price is. So Crazy. All right, other moves. Uh, Cardinals finalizing a one-year deal with Albert Pujols for $2.5 million, which, uh, yeah, man, Albert Pujols, he looks like he's going to retire as a Cardinal after this season. I think he's going to get to 700 home runs, 600 home runs. There's like a big plateau that he's going to hit this season. And how much? Albert Pujols career. Oh no! Oh 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 oh! That's not what I wanted. Pujols. Yeah, six seven hundred. Apparently, it's seven hundred. Yeah, there's a wild story that's been happening. <laughs> it's been in the news. So Albert and his uh, now ex-wife, Deidre, 
um, apparently he left her right when he got diagnosed with cancer. She got diagnosed with cancer. They're divorcing after 22 years due to irreconcilable differences. So, yeah, Albert said that, like, apparently this was in the process before, but the timing is real shit. Because she just had brain surgery. And uh, now she's getting divorced. So, (laughs) like, yeah, not the best timing there. Um... But yeah, he's, he gets to retire as a cardinal, so at least the good people of St. Louis gets to root for him one more time. Oh man! <laughs> so yeah, they got the DH now in the National League. So I mean, man's got a job. Uh, got a job to do. Hit homers, hit dingers, bro. Uh, <laughs> your wife health be damned. Apparently, I don't know. I don't know. Wild shit. All right, more more news. Uh, Jorge Soler and the Marlins. He agreed to a three-year, thirty-six million dollar deal. Nelson Cruz is on the Nationals now. One year, fifteen million. Um, dude was played everywhere. Uh, Phillies agreed to a four-year, seventy-nine million dollar deal to Kyle Schwarber. He had a very very hot, good hot streak with the Cubbies last year, or no Nationals, Nationals, and he got traded. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's in Philly now. They also picked up Nick Castellanos, formerly of the Reds. Um, five-year, hundred million dollar deal. Dude can play. Uh, Pirates gave uh, their third baseman Cabrian Hayes an eight-year, seventy million dollar extension. Apparently, I think he got injured in his first day after signing that, so that was unfortunate for him. But get your money, bro. Um. That was like the biggest contract that the Pirates have ever given out. $70 million. That's a lot of money, but like in MLB standards, not the most considered. Some of these guys are getting like $200 million contracts recently, like the the, the top guys. There have been a plethora of $100 million players now, I'd say, in the last like 10, 15 years. So, I don't know. Especially because they're long extensions, too, in MLB. You can have guys that are signed to, like, eight, ten-year deals. Eight, nine, ten, whatever. Anyway, I digress. Um, Yeah, fire sale for the A's, man. Uh, The Mets got Chris Bassett for two prospects, DJ Ginn and Adam Aller. Uh, The Padres got Sean Manaya for some more prospects, um, who, oddly enough, was pulled after seven innings of no-hit baseball on his debut. On uh, two days ago, Saturday, April the 9th. That shit was fucking crazy. Um, if he would have got two more innings, it would have been his second one, second no-no of his career. But but they arrested, uh, decided to arrest him, take him out. They lost the no-hitter, the combined no-no, but they won the game. Is what it is. Uh, let's see. Matt Olson got traded to the Braves. That's the player that the Braves ended up acquiring, which made Freddie Freeman expendable, which is kind of ridiculous to say, considering that he was a lifelong uh, member of that Atlanta Braves up until this season. So, yeah, now he's on the Dodgers. So Matt Olson was a part of this five-player trade. Uh, the A's got Christian Pash, outfielder, catcher Shea Langoliers, and pitchers Ryan Cusick and Joey Estes. 
So um, hopefully those guys can uh, become household names and contribute to the A's in years to come. But if they move to Vegas, I my amount of care and fucks given is very little. So <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy, man. Like, are the I don't think the the fans of the Oakland A's are gonna be able to see this team compete again and come through another rebuild because they will more than likely be up and moving before the time that they uh, are able to produce some decent talent like they've had the last couple years. Because the team, as everyone knows, it just goes through cycles where they just build it up. Um, they're able to get some smart cheap veterans a lot of young guys they kind of mesh together and then they got to blow it up and do it again blow it up rinse and repeat because they don't want to spend on payroll so (sighs) they get the uh the cheaper veterans and the cheaper young guys guys a little before the prime guys a little after their prime what are you going to do, man? What are you going to do? Made the playoffs and everything, man. Crazy. Yeah. Immediately, Olsen signed an eight-year, $168 million extension, which was the largest contract in team history. Which is wild considering the Braves gave it to somebody who's not on their roster prior to that season, considering they had a World Series hero, Freddie Freeman. Now, it's not just the fact that he was a dude who was drafted by the team and just remained a part of that organization for such a long time. It's the fact that he brought you World Series just last season, too, and you just decided to say thank you, but so much, so long. Farewell. Man, fucking wild. Wild shit. Um, damn, man. So long for the A's, man. So long. So, yeah, like I said, they just traded everybody. Uh, They traded Matt Chapman to the Blue Jays in a five-player deal. They got infielder Kevin Smith, pitchers Gunnar Hoglund, Zach Logue, Kirby Sneed. We'll see what those guys become. Um, They signed a couple guys that they've had on their roster before, Steven Vogt. (laughs) They re-signed Gent Lowry. Like, those are the kind of moves that they're making, man. They're like, they're they're not making no splash. Flashy moves or nothing. But yeah, their team has been stripped down. But they've won a couple games the last couple of days. So <laughs> like who the fuck knows, man? Who the fuck knows? Will they will they have Moxley and come together and run for the ages? I don't know. But probably not. Probably not. They'll probably fall back to earth. But uh yeah, I guess in for the city of Oakland, enjoy the team while you got them. Because uh they're going to be the last ones playing in the East Bay, man. Warriors moved to San Francisco. They're at the Chase Center. Raiders in Vegas. Now maybe the A's in Vegas too, man. See, like, for me, I guess it just it feels different. Just I feel, like, less weird about still rooting for the Raiders even though they're in Vegas versus, I don't know, the A's. Because, like, the A's have a history, too, because they've moved. They started in Philly. Then they moved to Kansas City. Then they moved to Oakland. All this hella before my time. But, yeah. But, like, the Raiders, at least, they had some movement, at least in recent memory. 
Oakland to LA to Oakland. Now to Vegas. So it's like, yeah, mm, I don't know. Do I really care? Probably not. All right, let's keep it moving. Uh, Blue Jays trade Randall Grishik to the Rockies for outfield Rymel Tapia and some prospect Adrian Pinto. White Sox signed Joe Kelly and Josh Harrison. Harrison, formerly of the A's as well. Joe Kelly, formerly of the Dodgers and the Red Sox. Yeah. You know, he's got glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking talking shit to the Astros, which is cool. <laughs> uh, let's see. The Reds traded Sonny Gray to the Twins, as I mentioned, for pitching prospect Chase Petty. Twins trying to go all in this year. Uh, Rays trade Austin Meadows to the Tigers for Isaac Paredes and a pick. Uh, the Guardians, which is uh, Cleveland's team now. Um, and Jose Ramirez agreed to a five-year, $124 million extension. So, uh, so yeah, man's got paid. Um, Guardians, it's going to take a while. They just got to call them the Cleveland G's. I think that's what they're going to call them. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a pretty dope shortening of a name, I guess. G's. Word up to the G's out there. Um, Zach Grinky returned to the Royals on a one-year $13 million deal. Dude's been pitching forever, man. I totally... He was a, such a phenom pitching in Kansas City when he first bursted onto the scene, winning Cy Youngs, man. That dude had a live-ass arm. And to his credit, he stuck around into the major leagues with a fastball that just keeps uh, around 90, right? <laughs> that shit was like 97, 98 back in the day. That shit was a fucking missile coming at you. Um, All right, let's see what else. Cubs agreed to a five-year, $85 million deal with uh, Seiya Suzuki, the largest for a Japanese position player. Plays mostly outfield, but was playing shortstop and third base in Japan. I think he got his first career hit home run the other day. So saw him in the highlights. Can't remember how he did, but yeah. Apparently pretty well. Fernando Tatis, he has a fractured wrist and couldn't miss three months after surgery. It was in a minor motorcycle accident in December, apparently. So that was... That was some controversy when this was announced about a week ago, two weeks ago. Um, there was some PED bans that came up. Uh, there was mostly free agents. There was one player, Brewers catcher Pedro Severino, who had a fertility drug apparently did lead to the PED ban. He said uh, he took some medicine and didn't know that it was tainted with some stuff. So who knows? Who knows if that's fucking accurate or whatever, if he's just saying some shit. Because there's a lot of people who get popped and then just like, Oh, I was taking this shit. I was taking that shit. It's like, nah, that's bullshit. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, there was fucking accident. Uh, Peter Alonzo of the Mets got into an accident in Tampa a couple weeks ago. Vehicle flipped over three times, and he got T-boned at an intersection when a driver ran a red light. That is pretty crazy. That is pretty crazy. Scary. Did I say it's crazy? Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> Should I even fucking keep going? Damn, there's so many more. There's so many more. So many more. I've already done an hour and a half. Do I want to keep going? Do I want to keep going? Yeah. Fuck it. Let's keep it. Let's keep it moving. Um, let's go to the NFL. A lot more off, more off-season news. Uh, let's see. Amazon secures Al Michaels for Thursday Night Football broadcast. Mark Tirico looks like he's going to take over for Sunday Night Duty, play-by-play duties. Um, so yeah, Mike Tirico's finally going to take the head seat there at NBC. 
he's been kind of angling for that for a few years since he's uh, signed over to that network. Um, but yeah, Al Michaels, he'll be reporting on Thursday Night Football, and apparently he's going to be going with uh, Kirk Herbstreet, who's going to be doing the Thursday Night NFL games, but also still doing the college game day stuff and uh, their primetime game on ESPN. So a lot of work for him, man, a lot of work. Um, it's going to be busy in the falls, in the wintertime. The biggest news, though, coming out was that uh, Joe Buck is expected to uh, to follow Troy Aikman to sign with uh, uh, for Monday Night Football. That's happening on ESPN, so that's going to be crazy. He's supposed to be uh, signing for a five-year deal between 60 to $75 million. So congrats to you there, Joe Buck. So Joe Buck and... Uh, uh, Troy Aikman will remain broadcast partners for the foreseeable future. So we'll see how that goes. I know Monday Night Football, they've been trying to search and find a broadcast partner for a ship for years that was going to work. So, yeah, they've been tinkering, tinkering with it, experimenting with some people. But I guess they got their big fish. They got their guarantee. They got Joe Buck. And he'd been with the Fox for forever since... Pretty much he started doing national broadcasts um, for football. So, 94 maybe? It's been a while. It's been there forever. Um, new changes to some rule books. Uh, NFL adopts a playoff overtime rule, guaranteeing both teams a possession. This in light of the fact that the Buffalo Bills got eliminated without Josh Allen being able to touch the ball in overtime. So, we'll see how that plays out. We'll see how uh, how that does affect moving forward. If it uh, does lead to some better action, kind of fucking craziness. That craziness of that Kansas City game was so so wild. That was so nutty. That was so nutty. Um, but yeah, shout out to the Bills though. They got a new three year or a new thirty year deal for uh one point four million dollar billion dollars in stadium. Bills agreed to a 30-year deal for a new $1.4 billion stadium in Buffalo, $850 million in public funds. That's what the headline says. So, Bills got a new stadium. They're putting up some money for it. Looks like a little more than half. It's going to be publicly funded, which not too much of a surprise, but a lot of people don't fucking vibe with <laughs> This is the main reason why the city of Oakland is going to lose all their teams because they were not about putting up that much money of uh public taxpayer money uh, down for like a NFL franchise, MLB franchise that uh you know, doesn't I I don't know. It's, I guess they didn't see as much of a benefit, but City of Buffalo, man, they they fuck with the Bills hard. They ride Bills Mafia rides hard. So they're uh yeah, they're getting that that new stadium out there, so congrats to y'all. A lot of NFL teams getting getting new digs, man. Crazy. Um, all right. Got some retirement news. Andrew Whitworth retires for the Rams. Uh, after 16 seasons, he was the first left tackle to start over the age of 40. That was pretty incredible. He was uh, pretty stout all the way up to the end. Uh, he did win a Super Bowl and the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award last season. He won that award and got to wear that patch for one game. <laughs> which they won. Uh, so, yeah, they got that Super Bowl victory last season. 
Tom Brady unretires. That's been the biggest news in the last month. We'll return the Bucks for a 23rd season. Bucks looks like they're reloading. They got Chris Godwin. He got a new three-year, $60 million deal with 40 guaranteed. They re-signed Leonard Fournette to a three-year, $21 million deal. So a couple of their big uh, offensive options are back for another year. Their center, Ryan Jensen, had a three-year, $39 billion contract. Uh, they re-signed their cornerback, Carlton Davis, to three-year, $45 million deals. And... Uh, Looks like Logan Ryan's going to head to the Bucks after he got released from the Giants. So, yeah, it looks like they've retooled quite a bit there. Uh, the biggest change, though, is going to be at the head coaching position as Todd Bowles will be stepping in now. Bruce Arians has decided to step down. He'll be retiring from coaching and moving into a role, advisory role, I guess, in the front office. So, so yeah, Todd Bowles is now the new head coach there of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Apparently, there was some reported friction between Tom Brady and Bruce Arians. I don't know how much of that is true, how much is that is just conjecture or just reporting. But uh but yeah, they're Bucks look like they're gonna be decent again. Um let's see the Raiders. My Raiders dude, Devontae Adams traded from the Packers, bro. That shit was fucking wild. I can't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit, man. So they got him for a first and a second rounder for this year. Um, they signed him to a five-year, $141 million deal, which was 28.25 per year, which at the time was the highest for a wide receiver. We'll put a pin in that. We'll get back to that. Um, Mac Crosby, he earned himself a four-year, $95 million extension with $53 million guaranteed. Congrats to you, Max. Um, well deserved. You had a Pro Bowl season last year, and uh, very productive last few seasons. So keep getting after that quarterback, man. Keep keep doing it, bro. Um, Raiders were able to sign Chandler Jones to a reported three-year, fifty-two point five million dollar deal. So Raiders able to reload with a couple huge free agent offseason additions. So I'm excited about where this team is looking forward, uh, looking towards next season. How they're Oh, they're shaping up, man. So hopefully they can just round out the team with a couple more draft picks and just uh, keep it moving, man. Chandler Jones, that man is a beast. That dude is a fucking phenom. He is, he's going to be a huge impact for them on defensive, the defensive line. Um, as they're going, I think they're going to a 3-4. I think they might be going to a 3-4. So, yeah, the signing of Chandler Jones made their other – defensive end Yannick Ngakwe a little bit expendable so they decided unfortunately to move on from him I was a fan of Yannick uh this last season so wish him all the luck he got traded to the Indianapolis Colts for cornerback Rock Yassin so yeah I'll add a little bit of a rotation player to the secondary Raiders signed expats running back Brandon Bolden and the fullback Jacob Johnson. So a couple people that uh, Josh McDaniels is familiar with. They also added Amir Abdullah in the backfield. They signed former Titans linebacker Jayon Brown and safety Duran Harmon. They've also released Carl Nassif, saving $8 million. So yeah, thank you, Carl Nassif, for your service on the team. Uh, first openly gay athlete in NFL history. So I wish you nothing but the best. And, uh, yeah, you had some good moments there. Made some good pressures last season, especially early on in the year. So, 
Uh, best of luck to you in the rest of your career, man. Uh, moving on, let's see here. Eagles release Fletcher Cox after 10 seasons. Could return on a one-year $14 million deal. Don't know what the latest on that is. That dude's a fucking beast. When healthy. Uh, Cowboys gave Demarcus Lawrence a new three-year contract worth $40 million. Let's see. The Raiders released Nick Kwiatkowski. Saved $7 million this year. Why is that one there? Anyway. All right. Cowboys and Michael Gallup agreed to a five-year $62.5 million, de- million dollar deal. Uh, a lot of money for a wide receiver on the Cowboys, which meant they had to let somebody go. That person was Amari Cooper, who got traded to the Browns for um, a six. A lot, Cooper in a six for a fifth and a six. They were going to release him if they didn't have a trade. Um, so the Browns are going to take all $20 million of his salary this season. So Amari's on the move once again. Uh, from the Raiders over to Dallas and is now going to Cleveland. So with the Mark Cooper coming in, that means Jarvis Landry's coming out. So Browns ended up releasing him. Uh, he was due to make $14.3 million in salary. Um, still hasn't been signed and apparently fired his agent over this whole ordeal. So, yeah, Jarvis is, uh, I guess, going through it right now. Uh, Cleveland Browns are kind of going through it. They have uh, decided to make some big changes, man, at quarterback position. They've decided to move on from Baker Mayfield as their starter and pick up Deshaun Watson. He's accepted a trade of the Browns with a six-round pick for three first-rounders, one, two, three first-rounders, one third-rounder, two fourth-round picks. And he gets a fully guaranteed five-year, $230 million deal. That is a huge commitment to a guy that has a lot of crazy allegations going on off the field. Um, as you probably well aware, Deshaun Watson had a lot of uh, apparently alleged inappropriate contact with some uh, uh, masseuse or some uh, um, with multiple, I think 22 different women. It's a lot. It's a big number. Um, but yeah, I know he was uh, Recently, a uh, what was it? Uh, I just saw it. He was recently not indicted over the sexual assault allegations, um, in the legal matter. Um, there are apparently civil cases that are still going on and will continue, but uh. Yeah, Cleveland decided that's enough for them, so they decided to to go ahead and make that trade. They've gotten a lot of backlash for it, but uh, what they, that also did is it caused a rift um, with Baker Mayfield, and he has now added, asked for a trade. The team has decided not to grant him that, at least at the moment. So we'll see if he, at some point, gets a market and has a team that is willing to try to make a move for him. Uh, he was not playing healthy for most of last season and was very much limited due to that soldier in- shoulder injury that he suffered. So, yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how well he's going to do. Or seems like Cleveland's moving on from another quarterback. It's, uh, that carousel keeps on turning, but 
on the football field, I do got to say, if Deshaun Watson is able to come back, he's going to be pretty good for them or has a very potential, very much the potential to be to be so. Because, uh, I mean, they're playing a division with Lamar Jackson, who's going through some contract disputes right now, and uh, Joe Burrow for the near future. So they're going to have to go up against those two teams. We'll see what Pittsburgh does uh, post Ben Roethlisberger. I know Mitch Dabrowski is probably not the long-term answer there. so. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, speaking of Trubisky, he signed a two-year contract there to uh, to join Pittsburgh. Um, they also signed Miles Jack to a two-year deal with reported sixteen million dollars. Um, let's see. Vikings signed Kirk Cousins to a one-year extension worth reportedly thirty thirty-five million dollars. That'll go past this season. But I guess he's not a lame duck quarterback, just playing out this contract. Uh, Patrick Peterson returning to the Vikings for four million in base salary. Let's see. Also in that division, Packers released Darius Smith after three seasons. He had an agreement to rejoin Baltimore, but he backed out a day later, and was reportedly um, was reported three years, thirty-five to fifty million dollars. So then, eventually, the Vikings signed him to a three-year deal worth around forty-two million. Uh, let's see. Preston Smith Inks reported four year fifty two point five million dollar deal with the Packers. Um so yeah, they signed him. They signed Rogers, but they let Devontae go. I ain't mad at that. <laughs> I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it. Um let's see. Panthers got uh DJ Moore a new contract, four year extension. Uh four year contract for seventy three million dollars. Not too bad. Very productive player, DJ Moore, but um, yeah, got to find a better quarterback for him. The Atlanta Falcons trade Matt Ryan to the Colts for a third-round pick. That was a big move. So I know the Colts were Colts fans were getting pretty nervous that a lot of the other quarterbacks were starting to to uh, change teams, but uh, looked like they were kind of like uh, left on the outside a little bit there. But Matt Ryan's a good pickup for them, I think. I think he's going to be a solid player. They need somebody to just be like a steady presence and not have too many ups and downs because Carson Wentz was like the epitome of ups and downs man there'd be plays where he's just like oh my god this guy's a phenom and then there's other times where he's just like what the hell is he doing out there this guy's doesn't know what's going on all right more quarterbacks moving around uh, Marcus Mario signed a two-year 18.75 million dollar deal Two goals start in Atlanta now that uh, Ryan has left the building. Um, Falcons also brought back Cordero Patterson on a two-year $10.5 million deal. Now, I'm going to call regression to the mean. I don't think he's going to have, like, what, 13 touchdowns that he had last season. He legit won on some people fantasy teams, uh, fantasy seasons, based off his play. So. I don't think he'll do it again, but who the fuck knows? That hybrid right receiver running back role, he he was just scoring all over the place, man, making plays. Um, causing havoc on fantasy. Falcons signed quarterback Casey Hayward, formerly of the Raiders, to a two-year $11 million deal. The Jameis Winston going back to the Saints on a two-year $28 million deal. Saints also signed Andy Dalton to a one-year deal up to $6 million, three mil guaranteed. So it looks like they've kind of Got a stopgap solution for the moment. I know New Orleans is in kind of 
shitty situation with their salary cap, so they kind of just kind of have to eat it for the next few years. Um, I mean, they got a new coach. Dennis Allen's in there now, too. It's his problem now. It's not Sean Payton's problem anymore. So, yeah, we'll see how they do um, on that rebuild. Uh, there was a deal between them and the Eagles. They swapped multiple first-rounders. They had an eight-pick trade. Saints get the 16th and the 19th overall, so they get two overall, uh, two picks in the first this year. Uh, they get a sixth as well. But the Eagles, they'll get the 18th overall pick. They get a third, a seventh, a first in 2023, and a second in 2024. So, I mean, hmm. I feel like the Eagles get a lot back. But, hey, I think the the idea is the Saints might try to move up to try to get a quarterback. So we'll see what happens in this draft coming up. Um, other Saints news. Uh, the uh, now former Saint, Malcolm Jenkins, has decided to re- retire. And I think he'll pursue some more um, activism off the field because I know that's what uh, something he was very passionate about during his time in the league. Three-time Pro Bowl safety, very smart player, uh, very fun to watch, but uh, now currently retired, so enjoy retirement, man. Seahawks released Carlos Dunlap. Rams signed Allen Robinson to a three-year deal, reported $46.5 million, which is a pretty big pickup there, I'd say, for for the Rams. They've uh, still got Cooper Cup in the fold. So uh, Allen Robinson, he was a big, big play wide receiver a few seasons ago for Chicago. So let's see if he can replicate some of that. Um, so, yeah, it looks like the, uh, the Rams, they've decided to move on from Robert Woods um, since they picked up Robinson. So he got traded to the Titans for a 2023 six-round pick. So Robert Woods, a.k.a. Bobby Trees, is now back on the move. Um, did suffer, I want to say, an ACL tear earlier in the year. So we'll see what he, when if he uh, comes back in time to start the season down in Tennessee. But uh, yeah, Titans another off season them trying to make uh, a move with their wide receiver crew. They try to get Julio that didn't necessarily work last season. Um, they ended up releasing him actually. I think that's in my notes later. But uh, see how the Titans do, man. They've kind of had some disappointing ends to the season the last couple seasons. So we'll see. After uh, they made that run and played Kansas City in the AFC Championship game two years ago. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Matt Stafford got his contract extension since we're talking about the Rams. Uh, four year, uh, $160 million. That's what a Super Bowl ring will get you, man. It'll get you some money, man. Let's see. Bobby Wagner, that was a big pickup that they got. Bobby Wagner going to the LA Rams for a five year deal worth. Uh, about fifty million dollars. Max value is about sixty-five million. He hit some incentives, so huge, huge pickup there. We'll see how effective he can be deep into that contract, but I think he's still one hell of a linebacker. I mean, he's played for a linebacker. He's played a while. He's played like a decade in the NFL, and that's a a long time of uh, knocking people around, laying the blow hitting fools so you'll be able to shore up a little bit of that uh middle of the defense 
for the Rams. That's going to be tough. Um, let's see. Sticking in the division, Arizona Cardinals, they re-signed James Conner to a three-year, $21 million deal. Um, and then these are the deals that I want to talk about. The Miami Dolphins decided to really go for it, man. In kind of a weird way. <laughs> the biggest deal they make, they, uh, they picked up Tyreek Hill from the Kansas City Chiefs, man. They traded five picks, okay? A first, a second, two fourth rounds, two fourths, a sixth. Um, immediately Tyreek signs a four-year, $120 million contract extension. Now, the domino effect of Devontae getting his money from Vegas is the reason why Tyreek wanted more money. <laughs> because his contract was being superseded by Devontae. So, Kansas City prior was working on an extension and as soon as they realized that Devontae reset the market, they were like, oh shit. Well, if he's not going to take this deal that we're offering him, then we're not going to be able to afford him. So, we got to look for a trade partner. So, they did so and they had apparently a deal in place with the Jets and with Miami and they asked Tyreek, which one do you want to go to? And he decided to go to Miami. So, they got that package. So, might have been the right move in the long term, but right now that team is weaker. So, hell fucking yeah. Devontae Adams bringing big playability to Vegas, but not only that, making the Chiefs a weaker team at the least in the moment. We'll see years from now how the trades pan out. But right now, Mahomes has lost a key weapon. So I think that's going to be huge. It's going to be huge for uh, for teams being able to game plan against them, man. So uh, hopefully the Kansas City can take a, another notch down a little bit and uh, the Raiders can elevate, try to get to that number one spot, win a division, man. And nobody else has been able to touch that division for the last few seasons. So it's been annoying. <laughs> it's been very annoying. Yeah, they made some other moves though. They got uh they got Chase Edmonds though. He got a two year deal, twelve point six million, formerly of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh Raheem Mostert, he's on a one year three point one two five million dollar deal. So we'll see if he can stay healthy and uh use that speed that he has. Uh big big signing though. They got ex Saints left tackle Tariq Armstead. They signed him to a five year eighty seven point five million dollar deal and he's a hell of a big body, man. So uh, he was really good protecting uh, Drew Brees those last couple seasons. Uh, he was there. Uh, they also re-signed Emmanuel Ogba to a four-year, $65 million deal. So the big defensive end will stick around there in Miami. Um, sticking in the division, the Jets signing ex-Seattle and San Francisco quarterback DJ Reed to three-year, $33 million contract. Um, Let's see here. And the Patriots have got Devontae Parker and a 2022 fifth rounder from the Dolphins for a 2022 third rounder. So we'll see what the Patriots can do. Another former Miami Dolphin wide receiver. Saw what they did with Wes Walker. See what happens this time. 
Devontae, different, definitely different style wide receiver. Uh, more of a bigger guy on the outside versus a guy who's going to run a lot of short crossing routes and shit like that <laughs> over the middle. So, yeah, shout out to them. Let's see. Malcolm Brutler returning to the Patriots on a two-year deal worth up to $9 million after he retired during last year's preseason. He was playing in Tennessee at the time, so called it quits, but he decided, ah, I got a little bit of something left. So, uh, yeah, his name synonymous with that damn interception in the Super Bowl. But uh, back on the Patriots. All right. Sticking in that division, the Buffalo Bills make a huge move, able to land Von Miller on a six-year, $120 million deal. Trying to shore up that defense, make sure there's not as many crazy shootouts as what happened last season in, uh, in Kansas City, man. Bills are trying to go for it. Uh, they re-signed Stephon Diggs to a four-year ex- uh, extension worth up to uh, $104 million with 70 guaranteed. So, Stephon, congrats. You earned it. Let's see. Ravens, uh, safety Marks Williams agrees to a five-year, $70 million deal. Uh, first five seasons, spent his first five seasons in New Orleans. Uh, let's see. Calais Campbell returns to the Ravens on a two-year, $12.5 million uh, base salary, which can get up to 16, 16.5. Bengals sign ex-Cowboy Lyle Collins to a three-year deal with around 30 mil. Uh, Justin Reed signs with the Chiefs for three years, 31.5. Juju signs also to Kansas City, one year, 10.75. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, three years, $30 million to go to Kansas City. Uh, Ronald Jones signs for a one-year, $5 million contract also. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. There's some moves from Kansas City. Um, I'm not as scared of the team when they just got Juju and Marquez Valdez-Scantling versus Tyree Kill. I'll just tell you that. I'll just tell you that. Not the worst signing in the world. I think they're still decent players, but, like, they're no Tyreek Hill. They're not going to blow the lid off a of defense, man. There's only a couple things that guy could do, man. And Mahomes was one of the few quarterbacks that I think could unleash it to its full potential. I think we saw we saw that shit the last couple of years. It was There was a couple plays where this dude was just so burning everybody. Fucking intense. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. Randy Gregory. Um. He had a deal go back to the Cowboys. But he backed out and joined the Broncos on a five-year, $70 million deal. Apparently, the he had some terms that were similar, but there were some weird stipulations in the contract, and they were just like, mm, no, nah, let's go to Denver. So that sucks. Because uh, another guy is going to come after Derek Carr. So here we go. Here we go. Got <laughs> Got a... Check that blind side, man. Check the edges. Let's see. A few more. A few more. Jags add Brandon Scherf, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, and Zay Jones. We'll see what they do for them. Brandon Cooks inks a two-year extension with uh, Houston Texans. Congrats. Another 209 athlete getting some money. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Julio Jones has got released after one year in Tennessee. He's gonna they will save eleven point five million dollars this year with the uh, the release there. 
Um, few news and notes away from the field. Ex-Cardinals coach Steve Wilkes and former Titans defensive coordinator Ray Horton uh, joined the lawsuit that Wolf Flores has filed over racist hiring practices. So looks like it's going to be, I guess it's like a class action suit. So we'll see what what Steve Wilkes has to say because it looks like he was given kind of like an impossible situation. They hired him and fired him within a season. So, I mean, it wasn't necessarily like the, the, the longest rope. And apparently, uh, Ray Horton, the Titans defensive coordinator, when uh, he was kind of used a little bit of as a pawn as somebody who was uh, um, a minority candidate who was not never actually really up and considered for the role. He was just kind of interviewing just to kind of like appease the Rooney rule. So there's people who are opponents of the rule who have been critical of it for that reason because it's like, hey, like why the hell are you just going to give a sham interview just to say you checked this box versus actually considering um, a minority head coaching candidate uh, legitimately for the position. So, um, yeah, there's uh, there might be some smoke there. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with uh, with that lawsuit. Um, let's see here. Uh, Colin Kaepernick getting himself back into the news. He was uh, shown throwing to some draft eligible draft eligible wide receivers during the halftime of the Michigan spring game because uh, he's been trying to get back into the NFL once again. So um, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. He, he got on ESPN and he got some highlights and he got a hug from uh, uh, his old boss, his old coach, Jim Harbaugh. So, uh, so yeah. Like coach, the boss isn't the right word, but you, you know what I mean. See what happens with him. Uh, some sad news I got to report on. This just happened yesterday. Dwayne Haskins unfortunately passed away. Uh, former quarterback at Ohio State. Uh, got drafted by Washington. Had a few seasons there. Had some ups and downs. And got released and was a part of the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback room by the end of the season. So, very sad situation. Apparently, he was trying to cross a freeway. In um, down in Florida, across the highway, on the morning of April the ninth. So, R.I.P. to Dwayne Haskins is very sad. Um, to report on the death of somebody who was tw- only twenty four years old. That was uh, regardless of what you think of how he played it on the field. That's uh, the loss of life is never something that like should be taken lightly so yeah it's pretty wild pretty wild stuff pretty crazy headline reading that one the other day god damn all right couple nba news so nba season if they're finally wrapped up there's no way i could transition between that i'm sorry i'm sorry but nba season finally wrapping up man they got the the play-in tournament tomorrow um so i'll be home watching some of that shit getting all that action going but uh, a couple things happened before the the end of the season. I got Greg Popovich passed Don Nelson as the NBA's all-time winningest coach. That happened uh, a few weeks back. Uh, LeBron passes Carl Malone for second on the NBA's all-time scoring list. Very very impressive move there. Um, oh yeah, we mentioned the situation with the Nets uh, letting Kyrie go to the locker room on March the thirteenth. 
Uh, they fined him 50K for letting him into the locker room. But he was allowed to be a spectator in the stands. So those fucking rules didn't make sense. So now, this isn't a thing. So Kyrie's just going to play. He's just going to play. That's it. And that's it. Um, Let's see. A couple big, 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 big performances in the last month of the year. Carl uh, Anthony Towns had 60 points versus the Spurs. 60 on March 14th. Kyrie dropped 41 in the first half and 60 total versus the Magic the next day on the 15th. Uh, DeMar DeRozan dropped 50 versus the Clippers on March the 31st and led the team to come back win in overtime. Um, speaking of the Clippers, Paul George ended up returning. He's finally back. He had that elbow issue, but uh, March 29th, he returned against Utah. Uh, first game due to the torn UCL in his right elbow. So, yeah, he's back and kicking. Um, Chris Paul also returned March 24th. Uh, he had uh, was gone for five weeks. Suns still rolling. Clinched the top spot. Uh, let's see. There was a dust-up that happened on the heat bench uh, on the March the 23rd, a few weeks ago. Uh, Jimmy Butler got into a huge ar- argument with Eric Spolstra, and Donis Haslam was a part of it. It was uh, it was craziness. It was craziness. Some dudes were just like, throw their hands up in the air and just fucking let shit be. Other dudes were walking around talking shit, and other people were just like looking awkwardly, like what is on here. <laughs> so, yeah, um, apparently everything's passed though because Miami's gone on to play pretty well, and they're now the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. They're going into the playoffs, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see how the team performs, but uh, apparently it's well known that Jeremy Butler acts an asshole, and that's just who he is. So. <laughs> they've uh, made it work for them oh bam at a bio talk about it a little bit he's just like yeah man sometimes you just need to get some shit off you, off your chest and then just move forward from it but he's just like man we're all assholes <laughs> like everybody on this team's an asshole to a certain degree so it's crazy um let's see NBA find use of Nurkic 40,000 for confronting a fan throwing the phone last on uh, Sunday, March the 20th, man allegedly talked shit about his mom and uh, his grandma, who I don't think the fan knew. His grandma passed away uh, due to COVID in 2020, which we've talked about prior. Um, so, yeah, I think if the guy's got good reason to be upset. Should he have been on the property of another man? I don't know, but the guy was recording, so it's like I can understand lack of... Uh, Etiquette there. But, uh, let's see what else happened. Ben Simmons files a grievance over $20 million that was withheld by the 76ers due to him holding out. That shit was wild. Um, ended up not playing the rest of the regular season at all. So there is apparently a chance that he might be able to play in the playoffs if they make it past the playing game. So into next week. Do I think he's going to? I wouldn't count on it. If he does come back, would be another body. But how many minutes can you expect to play him? 15, 20 at the most. The man's isn't in basketball shape and all that. You don't know where his head's at. You don't know how he's going to fit in with the team. So very interesting move for, for uh, Steve Nash and uh, that franchise. See what they're going to do uh, dealing with that. Let's see. A couple 
basketball news away from the court. Congratulations to Mana Ginobili, Tim Hardaway, Swin Cash, Bob Huggins, and George Carl for being elected to the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame uh, for the class of 2022. Uh, Manu definitely deserves it. The best Latino player of all time. I will say that definitively. The man won championships in San Antonio. Also won a gold medal with uh, Argentina down um, in Athens in 2004. Knocked off Team USA. Very uh, very impressive team there. Um, yeah, man. Zachalade speak for themselves. Was his former sixth man of the year. Hell of a crafty player. Um, super shifty. And it was very fun to watch. Annoying to watch at times due to the fact that he played in San Antonio. And I never rooted for that team. <laughs> so it's just like, all right. But, uh, but yeah. I think well-deserved. Um, let's see. The uh the Kobe Bryant estate and Nike have reached an agreement to resume um manufacturing the shoes. They will continue their partnership and they will build a youth basketball center. They had not renewed the contract for the eleven past eleven months prior, so a lot of people were tripping out on how to get access to Kobe's. So it is one of the favorite shoes from NBA players to wear. The player editions. There's a, a ton of them. But um yeah, that that uh that relationship will be able to continue there. But um take a look at this NBA seeding shit, man, cuz this is I'll talk about this and then we'll just close this out cuz I'm Oh, well, also got to say that Frank Vogel has been uh reportedly been kicked out of uh the Lakers. Kicked off the team. Fired. I don't know why am I talking in this way. He's talking in tongues. It is fucking late, folks. Um, but yeah, that is uh that has been the move. That has been the nearest move. Uh, we'll see what happens with Russell Westbrook if he ends up getting his ass kicked out of town too. Um, if LeBron would have had it his way, I'm pretty sure he would have been gone already. So, yeah, that whole collapse by the, the Lakers was pretty wild. I can't believe I, that whole shit kind of went down the way it did. It was kind of crazy. Kind of fucking wild. Um, let's see here. NBA. Mm-mm-mm. Russ says he was never given a fair chance his first season. I don't know. Apparently, the Nick Nurse is going to be one of the people. Doc Rivers apparently has been rumored to. Um, that some of the people, coaches that the Lakers are going to try to hire. Um. Looks like Alvin Gentry's available. The Kings decided not to bring him back. He was the interim coach for the rest of the year after they let um, Luke Walton go like a month or two into the year. <laughs> oh, now I'm getting now I'm getting tired. Um, let's talk about this play, uh, this playing tournament thing. We got the Cavs and the Nets playing tomorrow. We got the Clippers and Timberwolves. So. The winner of those two matchups will uh, make the first round. The loser will play next game. Hold on. Yeah. Seventh and eighth seed. Hold on. No, hold on. Nets hosting the Cavs. Clippers hosting the Timberwolves. 
Hornets will host the Hawks. No. Hawks will host the Hornets. Pelicans host the Spurs. And then whoever wins between the Hornets and Hawks will play the loser of the Cavs and Nets. That'll be your eighth seed. The loser of Clippers Timberwolves will play the winner of the Spurs Pelicans, and that'll be your eighth seed in the East. So yeah. Uh besides that, we the East we got Miami's the number one seed. Looks like they'll probably avoid Brooklyn. It'll probably be Cleveland and or maybe Atlanta. I'll say probably Cleveland. I don't know. They're kind of falling. They've been falling. They've been tumbling through the through the rankings. They might fall out of it completely. But right now it looks like it's going to be Brooklyn and Boston as the 2-7. That's going to be a terrific matchup in the first round. You got... Two wing superstars, I'd say, on Boston. Tatum, for sure. Jalen Brown is, like, maybe a level below that, but very, very reliable, consistent player. And then on the other side, you got one of the, two of the most talented scorers that the league has seen in the last 20, 30 years. Ridiculous talent, level of talent. KD can get a shot wherever, whenever. And Kyrie is just a fucking wizard with the ball sometimes. So that's going to be very intriguing to see. Um, the three-seed Milwaukee Bucks are going to play the Chicago Bulls. I think they got a good matchup there. Bulls have been kind of on the down slope. They started off very hot. DeMar DeRozan had his moments this season, but they haven't been able to keep it up. They've been injured. So they've been getting guys back slowly and surely, but they haven't been able to to produce as well. So. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, Giannis and looking pretty nice, and they just got Brook Lopez back. So, I mean, Bucks are no slouch either. Uh, another team that's kind of a lot of question marks we talked about earlier, Philly. They're going to play the Toronto Raptors. No Thibault over in Canada. So, that's going to be a whole interesting thing. So, we'll see what happens there. But uh, let's look in the West. Phoenix Suns, they're just rolling. It looks like they're going to be the favorites to make it out again out of the Western Conference. They're going to play the eighth seed, which is still TBD. Um, who do I think is going to make it? I think it will be Clippers or Pelicans. <laughs> One of the two. I'll I'll say I'll say they play the Pelicans. Clippers can be hit or miss. So, yeah, uh, that's my prediction. I don't know. Fucking predicting playing games. Phoenix is going to sweep whoever they play. It doesn't really matter. Uh, maybe maybe five games. Memphis, they're the number two seed. They're going to play one of the se- the seven seeds. So I want to say the seven seed is more than likely going to be the Timberwolves. They've been playing pretty solid. We'll see with Anthony Edwards in his first action in the playoffs, see how that looks like. But, uh yeah, Ja and Memphis have been like on a fucking mission all year. They've been playing outstanding, so I definitely give them a big edge there. Now we got the Warriors versus the Nuggets. Warriors at their best can be very, very good, but can that translate into the playoffs with a lot of the rotating cast is kind of different? Clay's still coming in and out. He's had good performances here and there, but 
he hasn't been as solid. Obviously, he's coming off a ridiculous, devastating injury, so I can't be too critical of the guy. Uh, the Nuggets, they themselves don't have Michael Porter. They don't have Jamal Murray. Still have probably the MVP and Nikola Jokic. So that, that man has been fucking insane uh, this season. He's been putting some all-time stats up. And, yeah, if there's one guy that can kind of lead this team and all the way to victory, it might be him. But as a six seed, I don't know if he's got enough talent around him. Um, this Warrior team, they kind of step it up in the playoffs, too. They got new guys, though. They got a lot of younger dudes. Jordan Poole, he's, he's going to have to be play very big for them. And this is going to be his first go-around, so we'll see. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. And then the final matchup, we got the Dallas Mavericks versus the Utah Jazz. It's going to be a lot of Luka versus, I think, a lot of Donovan Mitchell. It'll uh, be intriguing defensive big man presence. Obviously, Rudy Gobert, one of the best shot protectors, uh, rim protectors, shot blockers in the league. But uh, Powell's not bad either. He's an a active big. A little more active on offensive than he is defensively, but, you know, he's an active big, so I should be interested in how they work the pick and rolls and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, the Dallas team, they've been coming on. They got uh, Dinwiddie playing well since he's, he's came in. Brunson not doing bad as well. So we'll see. We'll see how the matchups look like once the games get going. So they'll be playing on the 16th and the 17th. That will be Saturday and Sunday. So that this weekend will be the official start of the playoffs. Tomorrow is a play-in tournament. Tomorrow and Thursday. So, yeah, that's about it. That's it. That's it. That's it. I'm going to call this one. We're going to wrap it up. This has been episode 106 of the Puro Caballero Show. Please give me a follow at Puro Caballero. Uh, follow the Puro Caballero Show on Instagram. Um, you tuned in live on Twitch. Thank you so much. Um, thank you, Jesta, um, for tuning in. See you in the comments there. Uh, but, yeah, thank you so much uh, for watching on YouTube, for listening in on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud wherever you tune in. All right. Um, that's pretty much it. Y'all been awesome. Thank you so much. And y'all have a good one. Later. Yee.